The Sunday scaries hit the Mets again, but they take the series from the Marlins for a second time. This time, two out of three. The Mets have won five games this season. They've all come against the Marlins. Well, the Padres are coming to town, and it's a rematch of the wild card round of the playoffs as the Mets look to seek revenge. I'll be joined by Mets public address announcer at City Field. We've had him on before, friend of the program. Colin Cosell is going to join me. We'll recap the Marlins series, recap the first weekend at City Field of the season, and look ahead to the Padres series. It's Jake Brown, Colin Cosell on Amazing But True from the New York Post. And it's coming up next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Queens, Mets take the field. So amazing. Amazing but true. Orange and blue. So amazing. Here's the pitch. New York folks. It's out of here. We got you. Welcome back, everybody, to Amazing But True, a New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. I'm the podfather, Jake Brown, with... A little guest co-host. Yes, usually Mondays, Nelson Figueroa is on. But remember, we did drop a rare Saturday morning episode after our live podcast on Friday night at Catch a Story. Thank you to Catch a Story. Thanks to Tri-State Cadillac for uh, presenting us with that episode. Had a blast at Catch. Packed house. A lot of drunk hooligans making a lot of noise, which uh, maybe lost my voice a little bit. But it was a Mets home opener victory. And, you know, I loved it. 20 years with my dad going to the home opener. It's really the only game he goes to all year. So it's a special tradition for me. Grew up taking me to games. We had a Saturday plan. We saw the Mets when Roberto Alomar was there and they sucked. And we would go to 10 to 12 games a year. You know, and that's the one game he flies up from South Carolina, gets the flight, comes in, stays for the weekend, goes to his car show, comes to the game. He's capped at one game. That's all he could do. But uh, it's a memorable one. And, you know, the first game of the new scoreboard, we got on singing Piano Man. Me and my dad on the scoreboard. It was like two or three seconds, but singing Piano Man, Billy Joel together. So that was cool. It was a Mets win, and it was a Mets series win. They went two out of three. It wasn't the prettiest. There were a lot of walks. It wasn't the shorter games that we're all going to be accustomed to. But a win is a win is a win is a win. Sunday sucked, and this team seems to, you know, death taxes and Sunday scaries. The Mets just don't win at home on Sundays. It's fitting that, you know, I had a last-minute ticket. No one wants it. It was Easter, happy Easter, happy Passover. Well, they lucked out because it was a rough game for the offense. You know, it was a rough game for Carlos Carrasco. You walk in the building, it's 3 nothing. As soon as before you even get a, a cup of water, the Mets are down 3 nothing, and that seems to be the case. The joke is, you know, put an opener out there and then bring Carrasco in. 
you know, it shouldn't be a joke. You have to start considering that with how bad he is in first innings. And, you know, the Marlins got the best of the Mets on Sunday. Starling Marte, let's pray he's okay. He's day-to-day going into this huge Padre series. He got hurt stealing third. You know, he has that neck strain. He is out. The Mets dealing with injuries. Francisco Alvarez was the story Sunday, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. He gets the chance to finally start. He gets an RBI hit and should be playing more often. We'll talk about that. But a good weekend at the ballpark, a cold weekend at City Field, but so good to be back there and, you know, it's going to be a fun season. Three down, 78 home games to go. Well, speaking of City Field and those home games here on Amazing But True, where you can get an Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, or the New York Post Sports YouTube page and Twitter at Amazing But True and me at Jake Brown Radio. The guy you heard on opening day and the home opener and just a cool moment with Edwin Diaz, too, as well, with the one more guest out there. You heard him over the loudspeakers. It is the New York Mets public address announcer. One of them, one of the two, him and Maricel Castro. It is the great Colin Cosell, friend of the program. He's been on the show before. Not only is a P, he is a PA announcer, he is also now a father. Colin, welcome back to Amazing But True. And I guess I'll call you Colin Nelson Figueroa. Cosell today. Yeah. And or just, just not figgy. Um, but, uh, thanks so much for having me on Jake. Greatly appreciate it. Um, and a pleasure to be on in, in lieu of the great Nelson Figueroa. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, a crazy weekend and, um, came away with that win and, uh, and I'm still a dad. So all, all's well that ends well. Well, it's kind of funny. I'm looking at you now and you, and if you're watching this on video, just true professionalism, me and a new blazer for how to do it for Easter, but you with our logo behind us, and your own cartoon as well. If you're looking at YouTube, look at this. He's got, I would have liked if you put the cartoon over Figgy. I was about to say right now, you kind of look like the non Puerto Rican Figgy. You are the white Figgy right now. Like you have the similar beard, not as the cartoon, but real life Figgy, similar beard, grays in the beard. Like he has a little bit and the backwards hat. Like you are, you know, non-Spanish Figgy. I, I'll take that. You know, Seth Lugo, his nickname was uh, Puerto Rican. Uh, and so I'm just non Rican. I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. You I'm, have any I'm Spanish not, in you? I, no, none. I, there's a whole lot of Irish in me. And that's, um, I think the only thing we have in common is uh, cocktails. <laughs> the Colin Cosell English Academy. No Nelson yeah. Figueroa Spanish Academy today. Well, congrats on being a father. Your daughter, Eloise, is yep. now, as people listen to this on Monday, 13 days old. And all hours of the night, you are awake and you text me. When I texted you, you you had just woken up from a nap. It was like 1 p.m. and you had napped for five hours. So your life is all over the place right now. I mean, yeah, it's first time parenthood. And um, yeah, it's just kind of you go by the 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 clock of the baby itself, you know, whatever rhythm she's on, um, which is basically she's up for an hour. It's feeding, it's hanging out, it's taking things in and then it's sleeping for two hours. And that's just kind of how we uh, we operate. Um, my mother-in-law is in town. She's uh, Jackie's been a saint. Uh, shout out to uh, Jackie Devine. Um, and she's been helping out a lot. And uh, last night I was afforded the opportunity to give both of them a chance to sleep for consecutive hours, which is unheard of these days. And uh, as payback, uh, my wife let me just sleep for five consecutive hours. So you are catching me at my freshest here in fatherhood. Yeah, call. I'm sure your coffee is running, right? Like you're drinking oh. coffee at all hours. Oh, man. It's yeah, it's gotten to the point. I don't think there's any uh, lining left in my stomach, but hey, it's well worth it. Uh, but yeah, that that pot is getting a whole lot of work these days. 
Yeah, well, shout out uh, to your wife for giving giving birth, right? Like, She's a big deal. I, I thought I was impressed with her. I thought she was the most amazing woman I'd ever met. And uh, then there's childbirth, and I'm just like, just I'm not worthy. It's just it's incredible. <laughs> She's a rock star. Uh, she's yeah. I'm I'm perpetually in awe, and I've never been deeper in love. It's it's pretty amazing stuff. Are there more on the way, or, or is it? Is it? Yeah, there's already one? one on the way. Um, that's how proud I am. Uh, it's just like you know what, this is going so well the first time. Let's see if we can do it twice in one year. Um, now there there will be a, another one, but first we're going to get you know acclimated to parenthood. Um, make sure that we spoil this one so that when the second one comes around, everyone's just going to be like, cool. And that's it. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, just uh, make sure we uh, we get it right. But uh, but yeah, eventually. But but not not yet, Jake. Please, my God, we're still recovering. Uh, yeah, I won't. I won't speak too soon. Give it a few years, uh, and you know, you'd love to see Eloise in, in the booth with you. You know, at some point, that would be cool. Probably not too early because the crying and screaming. Uh, you don't want to be announcing Francisco Lindor. And you're, I mean, for all you know, it could be one of his songs. Like he changes his walk-up song every single at bat, uh, every single uh, game. So for all they know, it just could be part of a song that no one's ever heard before. Luckily, she's not a fussy baby. Uh, I am looking forward to, I'm thinking like September towards the end of the season um, of getting her in and, uh, you know, taking some pictures in the booth. But I, I can't wait. I would do it tomorrow if I could, but um, she's not even two weeks old. So I'm not going to do that to her. Yeah. Give it a month and don't be the yeah. father that at three years old and two months is saying my baby is 38 months. Just say the three. Like oh, I, my wife and I discussed that. Julie and I had a conversation about it. It's like, we're not going to be the ones who are going to be like, she's officially 120 months old. It's like, dude, she's 10. <laughs> just she just she's 10 years old. Stop. At it. that point, the math is just too difficult that even Mama Brown, a shout out to her for coming this weekend. Great to see my mom as well. Um, who got me this blazer like you know i always say my they always pick out like the most like funeral looking like boring blade like my mom hates when i wear doritos hoodies and ramen noodle hoodies and gold shoes she's like what are you doing wear black shoes and white shoes like i like style and she picked this out so shout out to moms shout out to your wife who's now mom and shout out to you as a father and you know mets fans are, are fathers and mothers of francisco alvarez right now you like that transition the 21 year old catcher that's why they pay me the big bucks Colin. that was not awkward at all that. that was not awkward <laughs> at all that was that was seamless i'm just gonna sit back and watch the maestro at work well, listen, up in the blue seats, our Rangers show, I'll always say something and then I'll transition to Larry Brooks. I'll be like, speaking of a guy who smells good with good cologne, let's bring out our Hall of Famer, Larry Brooks. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Francisco Alvarez. He's 21 years old. He gets his chance. Now, he only caught 13 innings in September. The Mets brought him up at a very awkward time. Playoff push, you know, wasn't going to get much of a chance. Mostly was DH. You know, this is essentially the the second full game he's catching. So he hasn't had a lot of defensive experience in games that matter. And now he gets an RBA single on Sunday. You know, he looked good throwing the ball as well. You know, he had a couple of lasers to second. Unfortunately, they were just late. And you're just going to see that with the new rules, with limited pickoffs, step-offs. There's just going to be – there is more stolen base. You're already seeing it. But, you know, Colin, with Omar Nevaez out till June, I know Buck says that Tomas Nita is going to get the bulk of the playing time. But if the lineup keeps faltering towards the bottom – and you insert an eight hitter that has pop and could, you know, hit a homer with a couple of guys on and change a ball game, change a season. I got to think you have to consider playing Alvarez four to five times a week. You're a 21 year old kid, Colin, and you're playing once a week, twice a week. You're going to try so hard to do so much. And you kind of saw that even on Sunday where he swung on a pitch in a dirt. I think it was a two, two count where, you know, he might've walked there if he was had a little bit more plate discipline. 
He needs the reps. He needs the chance. And if Buck's going to say the pitchers love throwing to him, let's see them throw to him more than once or twice a week. I want to see what he's got. It, it's it's a really it's a tough situation uh, for Buck, and it's a tough situation for fans because when you're the number one prospect, obviously in the pipeline, you want to see what this kid can do. And right now, you know the Mets' offense has been, uh, you know either high octane or just a complete dud. And it's the beginning of the season. Everyone, even Jeff McNeil, who can create a hit out of nothing, um, is struggling. He's batting around 250 right now. So, you know, it's a tough time for everyone. But for Alvarez, I'm in the mindset, and I I know this is, it it really has created such a chasm, especially in in the Twitterverse. Everyone's like, Alvarez has got to get in there right now. Uh, Nito is not a starting uh, catcher, which I beg to differ on that. I've watched Alvarez since he was in Brooklyn because I announced a handful of Cyclones games. I've been watching him since he was in high A. And there's no denying the dude can crush a ball. I saw him hit a ball that, if I'm not mistaken, clocked someone who was riding the Cyclone uh, roller coaster, uh, you know, on the other side of the the ballpark there in Coney Island. That He can knock it a country mile. Defensively, yeah, he's not that great. Um, and we're kind of, there's an ebb and flow these, these years, uh, in baseball with, uh, with catchers, uh, you either want that catcher who is an offensive powerhouse or a defensive powerhouse. And right now it's starting to go back into the defensive powerhouse. And that's going to be very important, especially with the pitch clock, because some of the pitches are going to feel rushed. They're going to have errant pitches. You're going to need someone who's going to have the experience to be able to block it, knock it down, uh, keep everyone in check, keep everyone on base, uh, and occasionally be asked to throw someone out. He's not there yet. Uh, I also I'm not sure that he's there maturity wise either. Um, He's there's there's still a lot of kid left in him. And I can say that now because at 43, if you're 21 years old, you're a kid to me. And I'm going to say that and I'm sorry. Uh, But in all honesty, I I think there's still some things that need to be polished uh, with him. Defensive being a huge aspect of it. Um, You watch Tomas Nito a veteran move. He had one ball that got past him the other day. Uh, and then he learned from that mistake and was able to make some very, very good blocks uh, that were saving uh, the base runners from, from advancing. Uh, that is a veteran move. That is something that you learn over time. And that's something that Alvarez needs to do. His reps are going to come in Syracuse. Everyone goes nuts because he gets three home runs a night and knocks in 60 ribbies. And it's just like, wow, This guy needs to be here right now. Yeah, but he's our catcher. If he was in any other position, if he was just going to be a career DH, that would make perfect sense to me. But in all honesty, the kid needs more time. He needs more reps. Losing Narvaez to me was a much bigger deal than Alvarez not getting enough time. Yeah, and you know, I worry though that, and and listen, those are great points. The pitch clock, you know, working with veterans, they're going to get Verlander looks like the end of the month. So you're going to have two Hall of Famers in there. You're going to have Sanga, who, you know, the ghost fork ball was just filthy. Five strikeouts on the first two innings Saturday. That was fun to watch. Ended up with six. I thought he was going to have 10 on Saturday. Yeah. So you make a good point. But, like, now Francisco Alvarez, if he's not going to be DH and he's going to catch once or twice a week here, he's staying here until June. I just don't – I think he's losing out on very important reps by not playing at all. Um, You know, I, I get what you're saying defensively, and defensively is important. But if the lineup continues to falter and there's no other resource, if Brett Beatty's not coming up, 
which will be our next topic because, you know, home opener fans are already booing Escobar off the field, and then he shoves it in their face with a homer on Saturday. I love Escobar, and I want to give him his chance here at least for a few weeks before the first – I mean, the first home game of the season doing that is what Yankee fans do. That's what they do to, you know, Josh Donaldson, to Aaron Hicks. They did it to Giancarlo Stan. They booed him on opening day. Let's give Escobar a few weeks. He had a nice weekend. He had a hit. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, drove in a few runs of the home run, the big home run Saturday. So we give him time. But there could be a point here, Colin, that you need Alvarez's bat more than you need the better defense. And Tomas Nito isn't a gold glover. He's good, but he's not a gold glover back there. No, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, Escobar, I absolutely adore him. Uh, The man is all heart. He is the epitome of uh, hard work makes results and uh, kind of a manifest destiny sort of a guy. He can create his his own path to greatness. We're talking about a former all-star here. You know, granted, he's coming from a team where, like, you know, you had to find the best player on a bad team and, you know, to get that all-star in there. But he's still all-star worthy. Uh, what he did in the month of September, he was basically the offensive powerhouse next to Jeff McNeil uh, when everyone else's bats fell dead. Uh, and that was a huge problem going into the playoffs because nothing kick-started it. Uh, not an Alvarez, not a Beatty. Granted, they had some home runs, at, you know, first at bat home runs, and it was really exciting and electrifying, but it's unsustainable. Uh, Escobar is a veteran. He's someone who's going to figure it out. Uh, you do need that defense. Uh, Because now that there's no longer the shift, you're going to rely on position players to stay uh, within a certain or play within a a larger circumference. Now Uh, that defensive change is, is where you're going to need stronger defense. And Escobar is more than fully capable of that. And he can get himself out of slumps and he can have huge hot streaks. And he's been known to hit, to get some big hits as well. Uh, Obviously Beatty has been producing and he's fantastic. He's the future. Uh, and he's going to get some great reps. And if it's going to be in the outfield or left uh, or in uh, on the hot corner, whatever it is, uh, he, he's going to be fantastic. But there's a reason that these players were sent down that we don't understand. We're not Buck Showalter. And no one on Twitter, no one that you follow or who follows us is Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter is who he is because he's one of the greatest managers to not win a championship. And he desperately wants to do it. And he wants to help develop that talent. He understands the youth. He understands the game better than any of us and wants to see it develop a certain way. So, uh, you know, listen, New York's going to New York. We're going to boo people. The first loss of the season. Well, this is what we get. We're snake bitten. Everything's gone to crap ever since uh, ever since Diaz, you know, blew out his knee where we're snake bitten. And I get it. I'm a fan, too. I get it. Um, but it is still April. To your point, though, Jake, just back it, backing it up a little bit. I will say if you're going to throw Alvarez in there and you're going to get him as reps, Now's the time to do it. You know, the the age-old philosophy is stay around 500 through April and then figure out the kinks and iron them out and get your team going from there. Uh, and you can see that with basically all the World Series champions since, uh, you know, God knows when. Uh, they, they've been, you know, over the, I'd say over the last 15 years, they get going by like June, July. That's when you see them start to come to life. Um, the Braves, uh, when, the, you know, they won, the perfect indication of that. So... I, I don't know. I see it both ways. Uh, I understand why the fans are booing uh, Escobar. Everyone wants results right now. And based on what happened in the offseason, I get that. But you can't ask for patience in this town, uh, especially with Mets fans who desperately want a championship. So uh, basically, I just talked myself to a big circle of disagreeing with you, agreeing with you, and then telling the fans to uh, relax. And that's not a good good look for me. So uh, back to you, Jake. I'm just going to hide in the corner. 
<laughs> well, listen, I mean, both sides are accurate here because Tomas Nito isn't a bum, but he's not an all-star. So, like, you're you're throwing out a guy who has experience, but if they don't see anything from him, you know, at the plate, you got to make the switch, and you only have limited time here because once Narvaez is ready, I think Alvarez is going to get called down unless he hits, and we're not going to see him hit if he ain't playing. So we'll see. It's also the cold weather factor. Maybe you're playing more on the West Coast coming up when you're in Oakland. You know, you're in L.A., you're in San Francisco, although San Francisco probably not that warm. It's probably a little windy and chilly there. But uh, it's been cold at City Field. I know the sun's been out, and it says like 58, 60. Luckily, Wednesday will be a, a nice day, 75 and sunny. Looking forward to that. But maybe it's the weather. Who knows? But. That's going to be a big debate. And, you know, Brett Beatty's going to be a debate. He's back healthy, like you said. And you hope Starling Marte is okay. But if Marte goes to the yeah. IL, then you got another decision to make. Is it Vientos? Is it Beatty? Because, listen, I like Tim LoCastro. He cannot hit a lick. No. Um, he's he's a bait, he's a pinch runner and a late game defensive replacement. Yep. Uh, with the Mets lacking bats, and it's just it's hard to watch when you see Michael Conforto and JD Davis tearing it up for the San Francisco Giants right now and the Mets lacking bats. You know, I'm not gonna har- you know hash on the Correa thing. That's old news at this point. But there's gonna be a point where you're like, all right, we need to add a bat. And you you know, Marte's day to day, although that looked kind of bad. I, I hope he's okay. You're gonna have to think at some point one of these other guys might have to come back, and we'll, I guess the Padres series here will be a real test. The Mets are getting finally a really good team, a championship contender coming to City Field in a rematch of the wild card. You know, you hope your fans show up this week. I know it'll be a little cold, but these are gonna be three good games, and this could be a big test for the Mets and a big test for this lineup to see uh, what they got before they hit the West Coast. No, it's a good early litmus test, and it's against a team that I honestly thought was going to the World Series last year after their moves at the trade deadline. Uh, I had put all my money, uh, figuratively speaking, of course, on San Diego to uh, to make it, and they just you know caught Philadelphia the right place at the wrong time um, because, let's face it, the Phillies really didn't belong there. Um, the Padres are a really good team. They've got an insane all-star lineup of of hitters and they've got some good pitching as well this is going to be a good litmus test but it's also one of those things where i have to keep reminding myself it is a long season it It is is a marathon and not a sprint and it is april um there's you know players are also there's the the world baseball classic aspect as well um you know that kind of threw players baseball players are creatures of habit Pitchers more than anyone, but they're all creatures of habit, uh, right down to the walk-up music uh, for some that won't step on a line uh, when they're walking up to the batter's box. Um, you know, Yoshi Suzuko jumps into it, uh, for, for goodness sake. So, like, these are people that are used to a, a regular routine, and it's not happening this year. I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for it, um, but... It, it's it's difficult to get into a routine, and that actually harkens back to your your point about Alvarez. How is he going to get any better if he's not getting some routine at bats or you know starts? And Nito is not an all star, but I also I take a look at you know is is he James McCann? Is he is he Wilson Ramos? You know it it's an upgrade in my eyes, uh, defensively and offensively, because Nito when he gets hot, he's he's like a Guillaume behind the plate sort of thing. You know, uh, he can be very good defensively, and uh, he he can get hot with the bat. So, listen, a lot of questions will be answered in due time. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm just going to sit back and say, okay, you know what, Buck. Let me see what you can do. Let me see what Epler does, and let me see you know how they're going to fill in those blanks. So Marte's out for a little bit. You know, are you going to move Nimmo over to right, put Fam in center, bring Beatty in at left? 
because you can't put Locastro in there. Um, and they do want to give Beatty some reps just in case. Um, and I think well, you're probably going to see McNeil move to the outfield and Guillaume is just going to have to play every day because like they did on Sundays, McNeil moved to right. They have to mix and match some things here. Well, that's the other option as well. But if you're if we're going to make the argument of giving some of the younger players some reps, if you're going to bring in a Vientos or a, a Beatty, that's the way you're going to do it because, you know, Guillaume, fantastic off the bench, always reliable. Uh, and you can obviously plug him in at second and throw McNeil at left. Listen, these days, as I said, we're gravitating towards the defensive catcher. We're also gravitating towards the Swiss Army player. You know, that Swiss Army knife player that can play any position. Uh, you are much more worth your paycheck to a major league team these days if you can play multiple positions and not just excel at one. Um, so... Uh, who knows? I don't know. Again, I'm talking myself in circles here, Jake, because it's so early in the season. There's so many variables and you want to touch upon all of them, but it's also like, I also want to just sit back, scratch my chin and just be like, okay, let me see what the professionals do, you know, cause I'm not one of them. And I trust Buck and Buck. We trust. And I love yeah. Buck. Um, you know, I saw his wife the other day on sweet level, had the, I love Buck jacket on. Uh, great hair, like Cruella Deville, Miss Show Walter. She's got the the gray or white hair, whatever it is. But supporting her husband, the eye was almost falling off. So it was almost just saying "Love Buck" uh, without the eye. So I, just, I said, uh, you know, make sure someone pats you on the back to get that eye on there. Doesn't it make you? Doesn't make you hope that he, he finishes his emails that way? Just love Buck. Love just Buck. every single one of them <laughs> with his little Mets like you know decal there, the uh, the signature on on his outlook. Well, all email. The people via text, not even email. Well. Like, love dad. My dad will say, like, hi, Jake, comma, like, it's a letter. I'm like, dad, you're texting me. I know who it is. I love you, too. But you don't need to say love dad at the end of every line. So that is a generational thing. You're absolutely right. You know, then again, um, there's, you know, the people that think uh, I've, I know far too many people of that generation who think L or thought LOL meant um, lots of love. And so they would like respond. And so many cringeworthy stories, Jake. It is it's mind boggling where, you know, it's just like. Um, you know, my 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 dear aunt Hillary passed away last night at the age of 97. It's just like, I'm so sorry to hear that, LOL. <laughs> Lots of love. I thought that might be a British thing with the hugs and kisses. Uh, yeah, no, that's just I, H's and K's love. That's a whole different thing, baby. That's just, you know, H's and K's. Austin Powers on the program. We, he's he's got happened. all personas, all accents. He does it all, folks. Um, the, you know, how often I'm curious, you know, we're talking with Colin Cassell, follow him on Twitter at Cassell PA catch him. You do the weekday games and Maricel Castro does the weekend. Correct. Is that how it works? Uh, pretty much so. Yeah. Uh, this season I'll be on, uh, I typically do like a couple weekends, uh, just to break it up and Madi, uh, her, uh, birthday has been falling on the weekend or around the weekend for the past uh, couple of years. So I'll be there for the Hall of Fame weekend, uh, the first weekend of June. Uh, but yeah, typically I'm on weekdays. She's on weekends. And uh, and yeah, we uh, we just commenced our sixth season in the booth, which is incredible to think about. How cool is it to do the home opener and, you know, everyone here in you packed house. Obviously, it should have been Thursday. We know weather was incredible Thursday. It was chilly Friday whatever the game happened, but that first game's got to be special to be a part of that. And it was you that said there was one more special guest or no, that was Howie Rose that said that when Edwin Diaz came out, right? Or that was, that yeah. That, yeah. It, the, the beauty of, of opening day is as PA announcers, um, that's another thing Marty and I have done for the past because we were hired uh, a month and a half into the season, two months into the season uh, in 2018. So we didn't do uh, the home opener. 
But the last five seasons, we split the home opener. So Matty will do the uh, pregame and I'll do in-game. Uh, but Howie will do the uh, the whole introduction of the teams and uh, that whole big ceremony and then the starters as well. But uh, to your point, yeah, and then he announced uh, one last person. And uh, it was great for us because it was great for the fans too. But in production, you know, we we had so many things ready for Diaz's season and it was going to be trumpets this, trumpets that. The the song, obviously, by Nar- Narco, by Blaster Jackson, Timmy Trumpet, um, and not being able to play it this season is heartbreaking to hear it, you know, to make a, a special point of it. Uh, I know it was great for Edwin. It was great for the fans as well, but it was just so electrifying to, to hear it this season. And it's going to be cool for you. Call, you know, the first game is cool. Playoffs is cool. Those special moments yeah. as a guy who's a lifelong Mets fan. I'd imagine that, you know, there's chills at some points in, in while you're sitting there. Oh, it, it happens all the time. It happens when I pull up to the ballpark. Uh, it'll happen when I'm, you know, for my day job, I travel a lot. It'll happen when I'm on my way to to JFK or when I'm sitting, you know, waiting at the gate at LaGuardia and their city field. Uh, and I just kind of get chills every time I'm like, this is I, my voice fills that stadium like it's still surreal to me. Um, but but yeah, the home opener is is magical every year because it, it's a fresh, clean slate everybody's there. Everyone's chomping at the bit, super excited, you know, the hope of a new season. Uh, so it's kind of a playoff atmosphere without there even being a game played at home. Uh, and it's, you know, it's pretty uh, amazing stuff. Um, you know, playoff, the playoff game is a whole other thing. Like that's just insane. Uh, just, I got to do one game last year and it happens to be uh, Jacob DeGrom's last game. Uh, and the one game that we won against San Diego. So my playoff record is uh, spotless. I want to know, uh, but, uh, but yeah, do, doing the home opener is just, it's incredible. And we might get a rematch, you know, we will get a rematch this week. Maybe we get a rematch again in October with the Padres coming to town this week. How often when you say I'm Colin Cosell, do you ask, are you related to Howard Cosell? Is that every time you say your name in front of a sports fan, how often does that happen? I, it's more of a generational thing. Uh, like if you've got a uh, a man in his, uh, I'd say late forties to fifties and up, um, as of this particular day, uh, there's a greater chance to be like, wait, any relation? Uh, and then I'll, you know, I'll be a smart ass. I'll say, uh, yeah, no, Greg Cosell, uh, who is my cousin and does a lot of stuff in sports. He's an NFL uh, analyst guru um, who does a, a lot of stuff for ESPN and the like. But um, uh, then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I mean, the famous wig maker, Howard Cosell, you know, because my grandfather <laughs> had a toupee and that's hilarious. Um, but more often than not, I'm like, yep, nope, I'm yeah, I'm his grandson. Um uh, but it, it it varies, you know, it a lot, obviously in the sports world, more people um, do than don't. Uh, but uh, in everyday life, it's, it's a crapshoot. And, you know, when people do, I don't shy away from it. It's not like I'm ashamed. I'm like, oh yeah. You know, it's not like my, my grandfather was Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, so, <laughs> well, it's cool. Uh, Cause my dad was marveled. I told my dad, you know, the PA guy, I know him as Colin Cassell. And he's like, does he relate it to Howard? I'm like, yeah, it's his grandson. He's like, oh my God, that's him. Like Howard Cassell was incredible, Jake. So like the older generation, uh, that name, you know, it does to any sports fan, but to older generation, like my dad, rings true so do you get your pipes from him or do you credit yourself for the pipes uh i kind of created my own thing I, it's weird though when i was doing play-by-play when i was a, a broadcaster um there were times when i got super excited and did not notice it was happening you know this might have just been a genetics thing where it, it kind of became that like staccato cosell style where I'm just kind of enunciating things as they're happening and yelling in this kind of tone. And it's completely, and like people would call me out on it afterwards. They're like, you know, you sounded like your grandfather on that call. Down goes Frazier. It's 
And I'm like, that's impossible. And then I listen back to it. I'm like, my God, they're right. Um, but you know, for, for me as, as an announcer, like, no, I, I've been, I've been in love with talking to microphones since I was five years old. So I've been, you know, like using a little tape recorder and doing all the, you know, I'm sure you did this as well. Like most of us who do this, we were talking into microphones and like, for me, it was a little Fisher price recorder. Uh, and I would do like, you know, commercials and my own little radio show and stuff like that. Uh, I would so call I, the Mets game from the couch. Like I was Howie Rose or Gary Cohen. And I'd be like the three, two, it's a high fly ball, deep left field. It's out of here. Like I would I just would, do that on the couch, but not with the I, recorder next to me. I see hockey is my number one sport. Uh, so I would do the same thing with range games i would i'd mute it and um but i also i've always gravitated towards comedy uh, i've always loved making people laugh and i did stand-up comedy for 17 years of my life and uh, uh and i absolutely loved it like i, I just add, love adding levity uh because it's a dark world darn it you know it's nice to add some light sometimes and i'm goofy and irreverent and i would do that in my broadcast as well but uh i would mute um i'd mute a ranger game and i would you know do the play-by-play but i instill some humor as well uh, and, and I actually get to do that when I do New York Riptide games. I get to antagonize the opposition and make fun of people and like have a lot of fun with it and make it uh, kind of a comedy show. And I'll be like, my God, that was hideous. Like, who is that pass to? You should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, and I get away with it, too. It's amazing. That would be fun in that games. Like, wow, he really swung and missed at that like Brock Meyer, but like a cleaner version without like the whiskey and the cigars in the in the booth. I mean, it would it'd be a lot of fun with like Jeff McNeil because he'll provide the swears for you. You know, you don't uh, I don't know if anyone picked up on that when there were no fans in the stands. and We had piped in sound during the uh, the height of the pandy. That's what I call the pandemic because it makes it sound funnier. Um, but in the height of the pandy, it was just uh, McNeil would strike out and you just hear like bomb, like at the top of his lungs. And it would just echo through the stadium. It was like, wow, there's no way that didn't get picked up on TV. So, yeah, that would be uh <laughs> that's that's the only way I'd get away with it. But I would be like, wow, uh, Jeff McNeil let us know he really uh, bleeping felt there, you know, but that's uh, it would be fun. But uh, alas, I cannot. But you would be fired immediately. That's that, oh, 100 percent. You'd be sent to the minors like Brock Meyer. I love that show. I, I paid extra to watch it like ad free. I was like, I didn't even go through the ads. I'm going to pay to watch this damn thing. Dude, he's he's the one Mets fan celebrity that I'm just dying to meet. Like, I don't geek out over celebrities. I don't really care. I don't want autographs or pictures or anything. I want to meet Hank Azaria. I want to sit down and have a drink with Hank Azaria and just pick we had him brain. on the show, but it was over the phone. So I'm trying to get him on Zoom this year, at least. But uh, hopefully he comes to the ballpark. If I see him, I'll. I'll direct him to the PA booth. I'll be like, hey. Uh, he was apparently at the home opener. And I was just like, someone bring him up here. I know who in their right mind would want to come and hang out in the PA booth. Like, especially I would, if you're but like, I'm not I'm not uh, Brock Meyer. So. All right. So let good. me let me retract that prior statement. And uh, if you're a major celebrity, like, why would you want to come and hang out in the PA booth when you can just go and hang out in the owner's box? Yeah. Like. You know, what are you what are you going to choose? My 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 little three by seven square foot booth or hanging out with Uncle Steve, Uncle Steve every time. I mean, he's got lobster rolls. That's the end of the story. Lobster and caviar in there. I'm I'm choosing the bougie food, especially when the lines were just insane over this weekend in the bathroom. Like I, I will go to Delta just to take a dump and a piss because I avoid the lines like sitting on the toilet in Delta club. I'll be honest with you. First thing that when that Homer happened, I was on the Delta toilet and it's, I'm sorry for the visual, but it's just a much more comfortable toilet than the ones above where the soap wasn't even working this week. And we got to get that fixed. Can we get the soap working? We had dirty, 
poop hands around the ballpark because none of the soap dispensers were working. Uh, so I, we got to uh, get that fixed. Sorry I, that I will. I'll try to put in the good word. They keep me in a padded cell. My PA booth. I mean, I, I really don't interact with people much. I don't see, you know, like when people talk to me, I'm like, huh, what? How'd you, who, what? How'd you know me? Who, who said that? Uh, get spooked easily. Um, I'll try to work on that. To your point, though, the the Delta the Delta toilets or the stalls are they are they are wonderful. I I don't know if I'm allowed to say that as an employee, uh, but it's just a fact. Down They're there. nicer. The bigger um, they it smells better in there. Like it's just it is. They are bathroom. lovely, and it's door to ceiling, like I'm sorry, floor to ceiling doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I I think is amazing. Like you have people actually going through the entrance and exit where the other ones you got people coming out of the ex- that that's one of these small things. You know, you get triggered by certain things, but like when people go through the exit and then you bang into them because they went to the wrong side, read the door entrance, exit, entrance, exit. That pisses me off or like home opener. There were three lines for me to get into the bathroom. I'm like, what happened to good old single file? Like, like we're going to the Bronx Zoo in seventh grade. Like, what happened to those days? God damn. Jake, you, you've become an old man officially. You're like, get <laughs> off my lawn. Whatever. I'm with my dad all weekend. I've become an old man complaining about everything. When I grew oh. up, people followed signs and instructions. There was speed limits and you followed them. That's what we did in my day. That'll Jake, be you I'm, soon I'm, as a father. You know, you might you might sound like the oh, man I'm on the lawn. So I'm already so get off my lawn. Like, you know, we, we live here in Yonkers and we were on the uh, on the Hudson River and there's a roadway that passes by and people will go by and they're blasting like today's hip hop. And I'll literally catch myself out loud saying, oh, God, you call that rap. You don't know the notorious <laughs> B.I.G. You don't understand the genius of African Bombada. What is wrong with you? That's not hip hop. And then my wife is like, all right, old man, you're going to be OK. And I was just like, uh, there's a vein <laughs> popping out and I'm and it's just, yeah. See, I like current hip hop, so I wouldn't be mad unless it was like Kodak Black, who I think is terrible. I said that on Twitter and I had like one Kodak Black defender be like, you're bald. Kodak Black's a great rap. I'm like, is that like offensive now? Bald is in like bald is the look right now in 2023. Colin Cassell's with us. Follow him on Twitter at Cassell PA Mets Padres this week. We can't wait. We can't wait to hear you this week. And I got to stop in and see an inning of you calling uh making the calls from the booth i've been in there it's cool i like the dj booth the guy who spins the ones and twos um so that's dj good razor too. dj razor that's his name yes yeah. yes yes something that i use every two days to keep this pristine bald look it's it looks it amazing upkeep. yeah it takes a lot of cocoa butter upkeep you know uh, a lady had felt my hand the other day and she said oh, it's, it's very smooth and i said that's the cocoa butter you know the cocoa butter all over um, so that, that'll be on uh, Amazing But True After Dark next week. I can't the, wait for the... that episode. Uh, <laughs> can I be invited here? Let me just stick my head in there. There I am. I'm Figgy. Oh, no, I'm doing the wrong way. Anyway, I'm telling um, you, you look exactly like him with the beard. It's unbelievable. Um, I got to now I got to pull up a picture from the other yeah. day when we had Andy Chavez in. So you could see how close. I mean, look at this. Look at the camera. Like the beard is pretty similar with the grays. There, You see that? I'm pretty close. Pretty close. I All right. Know. I mean, it, right here, it makes it look like you guys had some weird child who wears a backwards cap and just put him on your shoulder. And- Everyone's having a child. You, me. I'm having a yeah. cartoon child. My, that that's is a, me. Give me three to five years. Let me put the Steve Cohen World Series window on my child window. Nice. I'm going to go closer to the five years. I'm hoping the Mets are closer to the three years this year. And we might see a preview this week. Mets Padres, we will be back with Figgy back in the saddle. It'll drop Thursday morning after that series ends. Go win. Win games against the non-Marlins. All five Mets wins have come against the Marlins. 
I want to beat someone else. Colin Cosell, Cosell PA on Twitter. Appreciate you coming on, man. Good luck uh, with Eloise, your beautiful daughter, and uh, can't wait to see you at the ballpark. Thanks for coming on Amazing But True. Thanks for having me, Jake. Really appreciate it. And to the gentleman who uh, tweeted back at me and said that Eloise is too old of a name, sir, please. Come after my daughter again and I will kill you. Uh, but uh, no, seriously, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, it was great uh, doing my best uh, figgy imitation and would love to do it again and have you guys in the booth. Yeah, we'll definitely do it again later this year, doing some fun crossovers all season nice. with other Mets podcasts as well. So I'm having a lot of fun with this. And uh, Gretchen is an old name. Eloise is a beautiful name. I think if you named your kid Gretchen, I would have judged you a little bit. I think of Ethel. Recess and the nerdy girl with the glasses and Recess with Gretchen. Yeah, like Ethel. Ethel would, would Ethel, have been, yeah. yeah, like this is my daughter, Ethel. I'd be like, well, she's automatically given a walker and is in a Pepsi Dent commercial. And I'd be like, you're, you're right. <laughs> you're right. We'll see, your, we'll see your mid price is right at 1125 a.m. next week. Uh, what's not, your middle not name? Not tonight, Dad. I gotta, I've got to catch my stories. Then it's Jeopardy or bed. That'll be me in a couple of years. I we used to record Wheel of Fortune every day. My, my parents watch Jeopardy every day, so I get that. What is her middle name, by the way? Did you give her a middle name? Jacqueline Eloise Jacqueline Cosell. I like that Eloise Jacqueline Cosell. Well, congratulations yeah. to you. Thanks, brother. Thanks for coming on the show. We'll do it again, and we'll close out this episode of Amazing but True next. You know, he stays in the zone, doesn't get too big. He's got a chance to be, you know, an offensive co- contributor. But the priority, and I think he understands it, uh, is. His catching, he's going to impact the team the most there. And whatever we get somewhere else is nice, but not a prerequisite. All righty. Great stuff there from my guy, Colin Cosell, a new father. I was going to say I'm going to be a grandfather. I'm going to be an uncle in just a few months in August. Uncle Jake Funkle Jake. I'm going to need shirts. I'm going to need to try to get him to be a Mets fan, although my brother will probably make him a Yankees fan. That says goodnight to episode 135 of Amazing But True, our New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Josh Crawford for helping me produce the show. As always, Nelson Figueroa will rejoin me Wednesday night. We'll record a new episode after the big series against the Padres. I'm really looking forward to this. It's an early test. You know, they've played some lousy teams so far. You're at home. Scherzer, Darvish Monday, like good series, afternoon game, nice weather Wednesday. We'll recap it all Wednesday night. It'll drop Wednesday night at the latest, 5 a.m. Thursday. So when you wake up Thursday, you'll have a new episode in your feed. And we are hoping to have a guest. We're working on Daniel Murphy. We should have a guest for Thursday morning show, so stay tuned for that. Some good guests are on the horizon. If you're watching this on YouTube, the New York Post Sports YouTube page, give us a thumbs up. Comment below. How are you feeling about the Mets? There's a lot of pessimism in the air, but the team is 5-5. Five and five. Let's all settle down. It is early. You can give us a thumbs up. Comment below how you're feeling. Also, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Write in a nice review. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio and follow the show at Amazing But True. For Colin Cosell, I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back on Thursday after this Padres series with Figgy back in the saddle. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Amazing But True. And as always, let's go Mets. Arigato tuve, all right.